Welcome to Cassidy Comments. Thank you for joining me today for this important discussion on the challenges of being a caregiver. By caregiver, I mean anyone who feels responsibility towards another. Whether you have someone living with you or are visiting someone in a nursing home or some other facility. I have a special note at the end of this podcast for those of you who are separated by distance from your loved one. It was suggested to me by a friend that I take up the topic of caregivers. As a priest, my friend knows tons of people who struggle with the complex emotions experienced by those who walk with a loved one who suffers from some form of memory loss or declining health. So let's get started. First of all, I am absolutely no expert on this, so I can only speak from my own reference point and hope that you will be able to take something away with you that might be helpful. My guess is that, like me, you might have a mixed bag of feelings when it comes to your desire to do the right thing for your loved one. Do you find yourself going between guilt, sadness, anger, selfishness, frustration, impatience, and even judgment? Are you at times just plain exhausted and feeling like you have no more to give? Well, let me tell you, you are not alone. When the person you have known forever and loved deeply begins to act in unusual ways, it can be heartbreaking to watch. It can sure be depressing when you go to visit your loved one, or maybe they live with you, and they do not even recognize you. I suspect some of you may be dealing with this particular issue right now. I want to share a couple pieces of advice that I have picked up that I hope will be helpful. On one website, they said two things that stood out for me. First, the necessity of simplifying your life. This I can definitely attest to. Look at whatever you have going on and try to prioritize so that wherever possible your loved one can come first. Secondly, don't forget to do the things that you enjoy doing outside of the caregiving. Try to arrange your time so that you can find time for yourself. These two things are not mutually exclusive. Making your loved one a priority and yourself as well is possible. Beyond possible, I would dare to say essential. Because if you don't do it, it becomes nearly impossible to stay healthy and happy. The next thing I have learned over the years came from another priest, and it has to do with a question most people have if they're in the situation of visiting a loved one. How often do I have to visit to fulfill my role as a good spouse, son, or daughter? The internal debate we carry with us on this one can be extremely stress-inducing, especially if, like many people, you have a few other responsibilities in your life that require your attention. The last thing any of us wants to do is in some way neglect our loved one, and even though we try so hard, it can feel like the time we give is never enough. Here's what I was told and I can tell you it was good advice. If you are trying to balance work, family, and visits, you can exhaust yourself mentally and physically by trying to either do it all or constantly reassessing in your head how you are doing. Maybe it's just me, but I think that mental struggle between am I doing enough and should I be doing more can be draining. So here's what a priest told me that I found especially freeing. He said, make a decision about what is possible for you to do while meeting your other obligations. Once a week? Twice a week? Every day? 
whatever it is that you think that you can do. Then, once you have figured out what that is, commit to it. Do your best to keep that commitment. By doing so, you are not going to have that ongoing debate in your head all the time and get constantly overwhelmed in the midst of it. Trust me, it works. Next, let's briefly consider what your obligation is to your loved one who does not know you or even recognize that you have visited. You're busy, tired, whatever, and maybe don't have the time. So does it matter anyway since they don't even know who you are? Well, yes, it does. Why? There's a couple of reasons that should be mentioned. Do not underestimate the importance of your presence, of you just being there, even if cognitive conversations and awareness are lacking. Think of it like this. You are like the disciples who followed Jesus to the Mount of Olives. You can find that reference in the agony in the garden in the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In Luke, you will find the account in chapter 22, verse 39. This is where we find the disciples asleep during a critical time before Jesus is arrested and led to his death. He asks them, Why are you sleeping? From this we are affirmed in how exhausting it can be to be attentive to someone. Even the disciples of Jesus fell asleep. We can also learn the importance of keeping watch, staying awake, if you will, when accompanying someone. For us, that staying awake could be a metaphor for visiting our loved one. Also, let's not underestimate the graces and blessings that God will give you, that will sustain you in your efforts. And let's add a third caveat, just for fun. Your attentiveness speaks volumes about the dignity of every human being, regardless of their capacity to communicate, understand, or even engage in any functional way. We need this witness to the value of human life. But don't misunderstand me. I am not saying it is easy when we walk that road to Calvary with someone. And we can honestly acknowledge that we are not going to do this perfectly. And in fact, we will probably fail at it miserably sometimes. But that's okay. We have a loving and merciful God who knows what it is to struggle in humanity. And fortunately, he walks with us in the challenges of our daily life. Now, before I close, as I promised, I don't want to forget about those of you who are separated by long distance from your loved ones. Although it may be impossible for you to be with them physically, there are certainly ways you can be present to them still. For one thing, I would encourage you to continue to keep them in your daily prayers and especially pray for those who are charged with their direct care. You too can commit to frequent check-ins, to see how they are doing and make every effort to talk to them, even if they cannot respond. By doing this, you are also staying awake as you walk with them on this journey. Maybe you could send nice cards often and written notes that can be read to them. With technology the way it is today, you might even be able to send voice messages that they can listen to over and over again. There are many ways to get creative in this type of situation. But don't forget, doing the best you can to make sure they are receiving quality care does give witness to their dignity as well. If they are surrounded by caring and loving people, you too may rest easy. May God bless you in this endeavor. I'm Janet Cassidy, and you have been listening to Cassidy Comments. 
If you like this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe and invite you to visit me on my blog at JanetCassidy.com. I hope you have a blessed day in God's Word. Mm-hmm.